Hello everyone and welcome to this instalment of Barrage and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my good friend Barrage. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a healthy day. Healthier than I have been anyway. In this episode we will be covering the cancellation of Halo Infinite split screen. Ryzen 7000 series CPUs. And Apple's far out of vet, man. Yeah, yep. it's not much, not much this week, but uh, Burridge has been ill, and there's been global events going on. Yes, <laughs> which we'll not get into. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's get started. So let's start with Halo Infinite. Split screen has been cancelled. Um, yeah, that's really annoyed everyone. Apparently, um, I think it was five yeah. years ago. Phil Spencer said that. Oh yeah, every Halo game will have split screen from here on out, and they've already cancelled it. So good job, good job, Didn't boys. Didn't take long for Microsoft to. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Upset yeah, people. The, the player base is very upset with 343 Industries. They, To be fair, though, it does seem that the people who run 343 now don't have any idea what Halo is. Oh, dear. See, I've not really been following it. Like, I've not played a Halo game for a very long I'm, time. So I've played a bit of Infinite. Only the but story bit, though. They will focus on the live service. What a surprise. Yeah. I wonder which one is making the money. <laughs> Good news, everyone. You can get battle passes now. Much oh, like right. Overwatch the live 2. service. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll be a fun one when that comes out. Ironically, I'm looking forward to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of not having loot boxes shoved yeah, down the Yeah, but throat. the thing is now is um, they're going to make it so you can unlock the new heroes by either grinding through the game or buying the battle pass. I mean, yes, that, yeah, and, that's and fine. And maps, I think, as well. I'll just stick to Mercy, okay? Can, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame no, as well, I'll, because they're basically be getting rid of the old game to, for the new one. But anyway, that's not Halo, that's that's Overwatch. It's a true. different Microsoft product. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Do, do, do. Yeah, um, <laughs> so in 2015, Phil Spencer said Halo 5 didn't have local couch co-op, in part because people generally prefer to play online instead of locally. Um, we see the robust, and this is a direct quote. We see the robustness of what Xbox Live is today, and where people are playing and across Xbox Live at your house, me to our, me at our house. We know that. Well, okay, this quote. Well, <laughs> we we know that's the vast majority. Oh, okay, people cooperatively playing in two different locations is basically what you're right. saying. I mean, has um, he thought that maybe there was a. I don't know, some global issue going on in the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, there still was oh, all the 2015 God. quote, so... But still, oh, okay. You know. Um, oh, yes, you're right, yes. But, Sorry, the dog but just appeared way. in my room. thing but, is, yeah. I, 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 I do get it. Yeah. Uh, it. I think it makes sense. It's going to upset people. But how many of those people that are upset actually affected by this because how many of those people that are upset actually have friends to come around to the house and play <laughs> halo with them it you know I, I i don't know i feel like i feel like this is quite a non-issue i don't know i like I, I do like games that you can play together that's that's the thing that makes the wii still a powerhouse console is the fact that you can split screen pretty much any game on it Yes, but from a developer standpoint, I don't like. Developers. Why? No, wait, no, I don't like developing. 
<laughs> why, why would why would someone spend time because you know doing a split screen version does take extra development yeah. power so why develop something that one percent are going to use when you could develop something and obviously that's just a number i've thrown out there yeah probably not necessarily accurate but either way 95 percent are probably using the online feature yeah it's a so, shame. Either way you look at it, gone are the good old days sense, of a proper LAN sadly. party. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, good old LAN parties. We don't have people duct taped to ceiling beams anymore. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback feature from 2002, I want to say. Yeah, They're playing Counter Strike. So. I know that much. <laughs> but yes, Counter Strike is also not split screen co op. I don't think it ever has been. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Never. It, I don't think it was ever designed as well. It's a PC game. You don't really do split-screen PC games, do you? Unless they've been ported no. across. And and Counter-Strike was always... Uh, uh, a nightmare. Well, yes. <laughs> but it was always meant to be an online competitive... Yeah. That was the shooter. idea. But, uh, oh, why am I yawning? Yeah. It, it's... I don't know. Like, I get it. I actually do like sc split screen stuff uh, quite a lot. Uh, not that I have any use for them. I mean, me and Jess could absolutely sit there and play uh, some split screen. Yes, <laughs> some split screen games. But a lot of the games we play, we play together from our PCs because mm. we play with other people as well. Yeah. So the amount of games we actually need. Or would want to be split screen co op are actually very few and far between. Couch co op is dying. Long live couch co op. Yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, so no no more Halo Infinite split screen. The first game since they said that they would put it in, they didn't. Lumao. Gotta laugh. But anyway. That was a nice short topic to start us off out of the massive number of topics we've got today. <laughs> it's three. Uh, uh, let's let's move on to the uh, Ryzen Seven Thousand series. Yes, I posted about this on our forums. New actually. CPUs, did you? I haven't actually looked yeah. at the forums in a while. The problem is, like, when when someone comes back home, I tend to not spend much time at my desk, so I don't. Oh, did I remember to post a mega thread thing? Yeah. I think I did. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they they this was when they, this was back in August uh, when they revealed the pricing and what CPUs they were going to be releasing. Uh, so they've got the seventy nine fifty X, the seventy nine hundred X, the seventy seven hundred X, and the seventy six hundred X. So they're missing the seventy five hundred and the seventy eight hundred so far. Yeah, as from someone that with general a, lineup, as someone with a eight hundred X series chip. Uh... I am bothered. Because <laughs> I've got the 3800X. Yeah, so you're only one gen behind. Two, so... uh, two as of uh, launch of this. Oh, true, yes. But but when they're releasing it every year anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Following the Apple mindset. Jeez, yeah, Apple. I mean, look, looking at it, I was like looking, oh, the Ryzen 5, the 7600X actually is on par well uh, no i think it's slightly better 
Uh, so the the gigahertz uh, per core is a lot higher than mine. Mine turbos up to the base of the seventy six hundred X. Yeah. So you know, I would gain a bit, quite a bit, by going for the lowest end one they have there. <laughs> I could go from an i7 to an, a Ryzen 5, yeah. and they... I would still be getting an increase. Are they DDR4 and 5 compatible, or is it just 5? Ooh, that's a good Cause question. Because if it's DDR5, I... you're looking at a massive upfront cost to upgrade alongside yes. new motherboards and CPU. Because they're now um, uh, AM5 socketed as well, aren't they? Yes, so AM5, they're doing uh, they're doing away with the pins being on the CPU, and they're going back to having the pins on oh, the board. They're going land grid as opposed to um, yes, whatever pin grid, right? I believe so because they can fit more. Um, is it transistors? I believe. Yeah, that's what on the board compared yeah, to the array. CPU itself. Okay, interesting. They're going for a land grid, much like um, Intel has done for years. To be fair, though. Um, the big ones, Epic, were always land grid as well. Um, oh, yeah, yes, yes, that's right. With Threadripper yes. as well. Or was that TR4? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a TR4. Okay, I look up TR4 and I get pictures of a Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, I believe they are going to... Yes, yes, they are, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. I've just seen the back of one of them. Yeah, it's land grid array for Threadripper as well. So, hmm. I mean, I think that's better because uh, the amount of Ryzen CPUs that have probably, or AMD yeah. CPUs in general, that have died because someone clipped the corner slightly wrong. Yeah, you drop your and CPU and you've pin. broken like up to eight hundred pounds worth of yeah. CPU. You bend a pin on your motherboards at worst. Oh well, I mean, at worst, you're wasting a few thousand pounds for a server motherboard, but that that type of thing can be resocketed. Like I know Gigabyte now offers resocketing on motherboards. It's kind of pricey, yeah, but it's not a terrible option compared to how much a new motherboard costs. Mm. But it's hard. It's harder to bend the pin on a motherboard compared to if it was on the CPU as well. It's all. It's also more fixable. Yes. I have so fixed. I have actually fixed a, a board of bent pins and got it to post twice now. Wasn't wasn't that uh, the one I gave you? One of them and one of the ones in one of the uh, old servers I got rid of recently. There uh... was like two bent pins in there, or a few, and I fixed it and it worked. Uh, so Thanks, looking at it, uh, the seventy six hundred seems to be DDR five fifty two hundred. So I don't know if they're dual RAM compatible or not. Oh wait, hold hold on, yeah, here um, the Tom's hardware thing. Uh, D D DDR five only, no DDR support, DDR four support. Okay. Okay, yeah. So there is a bigger upfront cost to it. How much do DDR five uh, modules cost at the moment? Probably I put oh, DDR five. Probably not DDR five. Yeah, they're probably not super cheap right now, but apple bottom jeans, boots with the dur. Alak cookies, two hundred pounds for thirty-two gig. Okay, of that's Kingston not Fury. Actually... That's not as bad as uh... I expected. Three hundred pounds for thirty-two gig of Corsair Dominator Platinum RGB. Other brands are available. 
Yeah, okay. So what did you say they were? 200 and something for uh, 32 gig? Two, 200 for 32 of Kingston and 300 for 32 of Corsair. Yeah, okay. So I could get uh, 3200 megahertz DDR4 for like 112 quid. So it is a steep. Yeah, it's a jump. Jump. It's uh, ninety pounds for a sixteen yeah. gig kit of just crucial basics DDR five. Yes. That's not terrible. That's about what I paid for sixteen gig of DDR four a while back. Yeah, it's definitely not too bad at but all. But then that's it's basics definitely... and this mine's at least like yeah. heat synced and everything. Heat sunk? Yes. Heat mm. sunk, heat synced. <laughs> heat thing heat heat dissipated. <laughs> 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 Whatever the word is, uh, oh, actually, it is. So yeah, it's quite a steep increase to have to pay for new RAM at the same time as well. Because like, at least if I went up, I could use everything in my current system with a seventh, uh, not a seventh gen, a fifth gen, or a five thousand series Ryzen. I think yeah, because that was AM four as well. That was the last of the AM fours. Yes. Yeah, the only thing you might have a slight issue with, depending on drivers, is the motherboard mother BIOS. But I have a I have a known working chip, which I can flash it to the latest anyway. Yeah, okay, so you would be fine. Yeah. Um, see, in my case, I could also upgrade my CPU without changing anything else. Uh, I could go to the 9700 or even the 9900K. Um, yeah, because they uh, didn't do... Without a change. They didn't do what they used to for Extreme Editions. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on the 8700K currently, uh, which is a very good chip, even to this day. Mm. Uh, like, the only thing I really need to change out in my system, I would say, just because of the higher frame rates I play out these days, is probably the graphics card, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, Ouch. But, yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'd probably want to do more of an upgrade if I was going to do it. So if I was going to put a new graphics card in, I might as well, you know. <laughs> do the whole lot at the same time. I might as well just do the whole lot. Because my computer is not exactly a young girl anymore. Young girl. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Gary Pluckett in the Union Gap. Young girl. Kind of a creepy song when you look into the lyrics. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> having a look. It's about £600 if I wanted to get a 5950X, which is the, the top tier that my motherboard could handle. Yeah. But if I was doing that, I'd probably want to go for. Um, I'd probably want to swap out my motherboard for one of the X series uh, uh, X series chipsets. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the B series, it's got on there now. Bloody B tier chipsets. But no, uh, yeah, it's a it's a hell of an upgrade. Anyway, well, what, what else do we have to know about this? We've just been talking about RAM now for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, X uh, six hundred series chipset, so X six hundreds or your B six hundreds. There is also actually there's no A series chipsets in there, which are available on older motherboards. Yeah, but it's uh, like A series tend to be aimed more at system integrators. I think the amount of cash they've got on these new chips. Siri, are... fuck off! Oops, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a reflex now to tell Siri to go away very impolitely. I'll try and bleep uh, that. Yeah, the amount of cash they've got is uh, ridiculous. Yeah, 30... uh, 38 megabytes 30 on meg the lowest like, one they've announced. Cash 
L yeah. two and L three, that's not even yeah. L one. Yeah, that's not even L one. And the best thing is I've got twelve megabytes of mine. I don't know how much mine's got. <laughs> Does it say on performance? Uh, I have five are... twelve gi uh, oh. kilobytes of cache at L one, four at L two and thirty two at L three. Uh, megabytes mm, for the okay. two and three. That is. Yeah, no, my my biggest one's like twelve megabytes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so looking at it, uh, they're nice. running slightly more on TDP. Yeah. Uh, we're going back so, to the days of AMD being space heaters. <laughs> yeah, but they're giving it to you in two numbers. So they're giving you TDP, and then they're giving you a max TDP. Yeah. Um. So generally, for general usage, you're probably not going to see much higher TDP over your old one. Uh, but if you then decide to uh, ramp it up a bit, uh, then you'll be seeing more of the top end of the TDP yeah. it allows. So like 230 watts for the uh, 7950X. Which, of course, is, uh, uh, is indicative of thermal power that it outputs. It's not strictly yes. an indication of how much power it draws. No. Which is something some people get hung up on sometimes, I've noticed. Is that... Oh yeah, here you go. I've got 12 megabytes of cash. 12 megabytes of cash, nice. Is that L3 or L3 and uh, L2 combined? It's just cash. 12 megabytes of Intel Smart Cash, that's all it oh, says. Right, okay. <laughs> so, it's it's probably like 8 megabytes of L3 and something yeah, ridiculous like okay. that, probably. <laughs> cash is always good, though. The more you can fit in cash, the faster your operations will operate, or something. Oh, and 95 watts for my TDP, so uh, I wouldn't really be uh, increasing my TDP much by going <laughs> much newer, which is actually quite good, <laughs> when you think about it. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, um, one interesting thing, the... Ooh, yeah. to, uh, just as a side point, um, about the five, uh, 7000 series, even, AMD chips, is they are 5 nanometers now. Yeah. Which is actually smaller than I thought they were aiming to get desktop lithography. Well, it's 5 and 6 nanometers, according to this article. So there's 5 nanometers for a certain part of the chip and 6 nanometers for another part I of the chip. I bet it's 5 nanometers for performance cores and 6 nanometers for efficiency cores. Uh, cores TMC, five N5 used for compute die. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then for the standard uh, one, it's uh, 6 nanometers, I believe. For whatever each package is doing, it uses slightly different yep. architecture. But yep. yeah, I thought like um, both company, both Intel and AMD, were like quite happy to leave it at around the seven nanometer mark. Because if they start, if like I think we're, they're very much approaching the limit where quantum superposition becomes an issue. Yes. Which uh, you don't really want. I mean, there's a. They don't send like super high, super fine chips like this into space, really, because solar radiation can cause what's called bit flipping, which where where it should be a zero, it'll be a one, or vice versa. It's a ah uh, bit flipping. Yeah, good fun in it. Oh, holy yeah. smokes! Okay, yeah. So the up to two hundred and thirty watt TDP. Just to go back to that. Um, the previous limit for Ryzen 5000 series was 142 watts of thermal energy. <laughs> so that's nearly 100 watts of increase. Yeah. In fact, that's 88 watts of increase. 
if my math but is But imagine the uh, overclocking capabilities of that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think overclocking capabilities might be a bit lower now because of how much extra heat it's outputting. You're going to need to like beefier coolers to get a, a more stable high overclock on them. Time to go... Uh, it's going to bring back the community of people that turn air conditioners into computer coolers. Oh, yeah, I'm always up for that. <laughs> Off to the scrapyard, buy an old fridge. Yeah, I love I love seeing stuff like that. It is cool. It's not something I'd ever really want to try myself. I was saying that I can do plumbing, so... Hmm. Origin Tom video idea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Maybe, maybe. Or rip an air conditioner out of a car or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. And then we'll and then we'll cool our server with it. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll call the the cube server next to me the hundred and fifty watt total power draw cube server. Yeah. <laughs> with an N forty L with a, with a Cheerian two or something. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, AMD Hold on, I'm actually just going to look up what the thermal output is of the AMD Cheerion 2 that's oh. in that server. I think it's not much. It has 512 kilobytes of level 2 cache. That's how. <laughs> oh, that's the OG version. Uh... Level 2 cache. Where thermal thing? Tell me. Holy smoke. Apparently it's like 45 nanometers or something. <laughs> the Cheerion. Oh, 25 watts. Or 35 oh. watts. We could get that down to some nice low temperatures with an air conditioning oh, yeah. unit. We, we could do... Oh, yeah. We could do sub-zero by a lot. With... We Let's just go. put the whole thing in the freezer. It'll do the same yeah. thing because it's a, it's not great. I'm not going to lie. J just do what people did with their Xboxes 360s when they got the Red Rigger Death, stuck it in a freezer for an hour, cooled <laughs> it down, and then back it goes. Meanwhile, the opposite would, was true for when you got the Yellow Light of Death on the PS3 where you had to take the motherboard out and bake it in the oven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or in my case, take a heat gun to it because that's what you're supposed to do for solder reflow. Still haven't got one working properly yet, but uh -huh. I've not really been working on it. I've been stressing about other things. <laughs> oh, yes, true. But yeah, uh, new new Ryzen CPUs. Way. Intel, when? We'll, we'll, we'll see how good they are when they actually come out, of Yeah. Course. Well, uh, probably not personally. <laughs> well, no, not anytime soon, but... Although, if MD want to send us some chips yeah. to uh, definitely review, 100% review. Yeah, 100% uh, review. Uh, some other board and RAM would also be nice. <laughs> if, uh, if, yes. if any companies also want to send us some nice powerful power supplies to run it all as well, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Anyone want to send me a computer? <laughs> At this point. Because I don't know if my current power supply could actually... My, my current power supply could not handle like a, a decent tier 3000 series graphics card and uh, a modern chip probably because I'm only running a 550 watt. And power draw 
on this current generation of NVIDIA graphics cards and next generation. Next generation is apparently looking quite spicy. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I can't wait to toast everything <laughs> on my graphics card. I'm going to cook... What do you want for breakfast, son? Eggs and bacon? Sure, power up the gaming rig. <laughs> Time to get cooking. Okay. Speaking of things we can't afford... Uh, Apple. Yes. Hello, Apple, my cruel master. Tim Cook, if you want to send me money, or phones, or anything with the Apple logo on it, really. Except a bill. Uh, I would appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, have you what? Did you watch the keynote when it happened? Uh, I did not, did sadly. Not, no, you were plagued. I was very ill this last week. So, yep. Well, week and a half actually. Now, I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so on the seventh of September, it was Apple's far out event. Their annual. Um, September keynote, basically, where they show us what they've spent the last God knows how long developing. It was surprisingly sparse this year. It was The whole thing was about an hour and a half, which I've okay. seen longer Apple events. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we only had three major product lines getting updates, iPhone, AirPods, and Apple Watch. No mention of iPad or iMac, or any flavour of Mac for that matter, which disappointed me because I had 100 tournament tokens on the subreddit that they were going to announce an M1-powered Mac Pro. Apple, you owe me 100 tournament tokens. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's kick things off. We'll go in the order that I did. This. I, I watched it as it happened, live, made notes on my phone, um... <laughs> so it, it starts with Tim Cook stood on the lawn in front of what I think might be the cafeteria at Apple's Big Donut in California um, he said this is something only Apple can do when referring to connectivity between devices huh. I've, I've seen Samsung do the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've seen OnePlus do the same so um there was a before we they actually got into announcing any new products. There was a little showcase of Apple Watch's emergency call features and atrial fibrillation detection, like with a bunch of letters that people have sent to um, Apple saying, "Like, yo, thank you, this feature saved my life." Like one of them was a, a city sanitation worker in the United States got stuck in the back of uh, in the com in the compactor section of an American garbage truck. And he uses Apple Watch to basically emergency call the driver to say, don't compact or I'll fucking die. <laughs> Which, um, you know, fair enough, fair enough use. But yeah, that was like a cute little bit. And then they announced the first new product in the lineup, the Apple Watch Series 8. So, um, did you know that the Apple Watch has been the best-selling smartwatch for seven years in a row? Really? Yeah. Bloody hell, okay. I, I can see it believable, because it's like Apple's the only one in the iOS space. And actually, Apple is, Apple phones are now the most popular in the US. Apple have a bigger market share than Android now in the United States. 
which is kind of oh, nuts. Wow. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy turnaround. Yeah, it is. But I think like Apple have put a lot more effort into everything over the past few years. I feel like around this S like S6 and S7 it kind of got a bit lackluster. They're putting more effort in now. I mean, we're still not seeing huge leaps in anything, but you know, it's getting better. So, um the Apple Watch Series 8 will feature an always-on display. It is swim-proof, dust-proof, and crack-resistant. Allegedly. No no talk of its resistance to other narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to make the joke. Um, yeah. So, basically the same as every other Apple Watch up to this point. <laughs> They've all been swim-proof. Although, they did have an epic visual- visualization of a feature that I've seen on the watch and not had the opportunity to use. It's when you wear it swimming to blast water out of the speaker grills. It vibrates the speakers at high frequency to basically push air and water out of those grills, which is quite cool. Really cool. Um, To go alongside uh, medical ID, which is where you have your medical information on your watch at the time. Why is this doing this? Stop it. Sorry, my notes app's misbehaving. Um, It has... An ECG, uh, blood oxygen, and a new feature of a body temperature sensor. In fact, it has two temperature sensors, one directly under the screen on the front, and one up against the skin on the back, which is basically used to make sure that your body temperature is accurate when measuring, so that it's not thrown off by like a high external temperature. Um, this actually allows uh, tracking of what they call biphasic shift, which is something related to... Um, Women's periods, basically, or as they as right. they like to just refer to it in Apple, women's cycles. <laughs> right. Yeah, they they refer to it as like a when you can track your cycle using by like some medical stuff. I don't understand. I'm not a medical person. Um, but yeah. Um, and in fact, at the end of that segment, they directly shouted out to period tracking data's privacy overall, which is. Of massive concern in the US at the moment. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wish it was more of a concern everywhere, but. Well, it's only of a massive concern in America at the moment because it's being criminalized in several states for women to yeah. make their own medical decisions. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, also, new features there's a car crash detection feature. So, um, there's a. New gyroscope and accelerometer to detect crash and data to detect a crash, not just detect crash. I think we all know when there's bandicoots in the area. <laughs> um, and the data is processed locally on the device, which is something they've specifically pointed out because, say, you're in the middle of the uh, middle of the woods where there's no data um, and you have a crash and they've got to send that data to a server to be analysed. You kind of up the yeah. proverbial creek. Without a rowing device there, aren't you? So Yeah. Um I fact, I thought that was a really cool feature. Apparently they've trained the algorithm that they use to detect crashes on over a million hours of car crash simulation. Which is quite a bit. Probably not that's a lot like tons compared to some AI training, but you know, it's pretty pretty smart. Also, uh, there's a new, there's a barometer now on the Apple Watch, so it can tell air pressure around you. It has an 18-hour battery life. And finally, 
at long flipping last, I say having only owned an Apple Watch a month, but at long last, there is a low power mode coming to the Apple Watch. Every Apple Watch above Series 4, as long as it can run WatchOS 9, it will now have a low power mode. So your ba watch battery can last even longer. Nice. Also now available on all eSIM variants of the Apple Watch is International Roaming, which is available on the Series 5 and above, running WatchOS 9. Which, uh, I'm surprised that's something they managed to retroactively put in. Also, I just punched my microphone by accident. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and the starting point is 399 US dollars for the GPS variant. Or, I think it's 300, uh, 470 for the cellular. Or $500, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, new new Apple new series of Apple Watch, as predicted. They come out every year like iPhones. Um, what surprised me was what came up next, which was the Apple Watch SE2. Which has all the same features as the S8. Oh. Yeah, just so without just the, the always on with screen. A different name. Kind of, yeah. Um it's it's basically like they they I think in America they're trying to market it towards parents who want to get their kids a smartwatch for whatever reason. Right. Okay, <laughs> they literally yeah. was like the the uh the Apple Watch SE is the perfect device for a family setup so your kids can have an Apple Watch before they have their own iPhone. And I was just like, what? You're giving kids iPhones over there? I I got my first iPhone when I had a job. Yeah. I got my second iPhone when I'm definitely well within the legal definition of an adult. I'm like, what? But uh, yeah, also coming to uh, the Apple Watch is a updated home app with basically keys. So like, you know how you can get smart locks that unlock with an RFID key? Uh, yeah. Basically, Apple are implementing that functionality on the, on the Apple Watch. And the and the Apple Watch SE two starts at two hundred forty nine US dollars for the GPS version. I think it's three hundred and twenty for the cellular. Um, and there was a third one, a third Apple Watch announced at this event. The lineup is growing. Have you seen anything about this one? Nope. The Apple. I Watch literally haven't Ultra? seen anything. You haven't seen anything. Okay. No. The Apple Watch Ultra. I'll send you a picture of it. It looks terrible. Oh god. Well, it doesn't it doesn't look terrible terrible, but it just doesn't look great. It's obviously designed for um extreme adventure. It's basically advertised by like in the um clip for it they had a whole bunch of people um see none of the pictures really do it justice of how bad it looks. Which is a shame. But yeah, they had like a whole bunch of people like people who are known for climbing mountains or doing ultra marathons or doing like ultra deep sea scuba diving. I'll just send you the link to the Apple page for it because uh, that might have like an animation or something on there. But it doesn't look nice. I mean, it looks like an Apple product still, of course, because it is an Apple product. But oh, God. how much bigger it is on the wrist i mean like screen size yeah i could agree that can be bigger but just how much bulkier it is overall i mean obviously they've made the design choice so the the glass or the the front sapphire as they like to call it is in is surrounded on the edge by the titanium chassis 
to basically prevent cracking, which makes sense. But it just doesn't look great. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it looks really fat. It does. It looks like... Oh, oh, no, I don't like it. It's night mode where the screen goes black and the text looks red. Looks something straight out of Star Wars that the Sith would do. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, so it's got a titanium chassis, as previously mentioned, and sapphire front crystal. It's lab-grown sapphire, which has a hardness of 8 on the Mohs scale. I only know that. Thanks to Jerry Rig Everything. Shout out to Zach. (laughs) (laughs) It has the brightest display ever put on an Apple Watch. It has the new action button, which is actually something I do like about it. Um, Which is basically an extra button that you can assign to any functionality. Um, What else does it have? The new crown is bigger, which is the, the spinny boy on the side. It's a lot bigger. It's designed to be used with gloves. Um, it has a, two speakers and three microphones. It only comes in the cellular tier. There's no GPS version. And it has 36 hours of battery life, or 60 hours on their special lower power mode. Wow. Yeah. But the low power mode isn't out yet. It will be out before the end of this year. But it's coming in a software update soon, TM. See, looking at it, just looking like the Series Eight and the SE. Yeah. And then you look at the Ultra, and it's like, uh, <laughs> I like the look of the SE and the Series Eight more because they just they They're fit in with classic Apple they, Watch, though, aren't they? they? They just they look thin and not bulky and. Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, the the Apple Watch Ultra is designed for use on expeditions. So, like, it is water-resistant up to 100 metres depth, which is quite impressive for an electronic device that isn't purpose-designed for that. Um, You can use an app called Oceanic Plus, which is basically turns your Apple Watch into a, a diving computer. So you can you can use it to like track your depth, your um, air remaining, and whatever. I think I don't really know. I don't dive. Why would I fall out of a perfectly good boat? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, coming with the new Apple Watch Ultra is the new Wayfinder face, which includes as well as the time, it includes compass, altimeter, latitude and longitude, and a whole bunch of other information. It's actually quite impressive how much information they've crammed into one watch face. Um, there's also new watch bands, the Alpine Loop, the Trail Loop, and the Ocean Band, which are obviously aimed at different markets. You want the Ocean Band if you're doing diving or extreme water sports. These new bands have been designed to resist scrapes, falls, whatever, so your Apple Watch just doesn't sod off into the middle of the forest you just ran through. Uh, it also includes a location siren, which emits a 86 decibel siren to help you be found when you're lost. Which I do think is actually kind of useful for something like that. But if you're on an extreme expedition, you should probably carry a flare gun anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It seems like Apple have designed a product that just gives a backup for most of the things you should have in your kit if you're on this type of expedition. I would say that fewer than 5% of all of these that are sold are ever going to go in any of the conditions they're designed for. 
because you oh, know yeah. it's just going to become a flex. Oh, look at me. Mother bought me the latest Apple yeah. Ultra Watch. Also, uh, Vat just sent me a message, and I just realised what the time is, so we're going to have to speed through the next few, <laughs> next few announcements <laughs> so we can finish in time for the stream. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it is a 49mm titanium case, which is 9mm bigger than my SE at the moment, um, and is 7mm bigger than the current biggest Apple Watch. Um, and it starts, well, it has one price. It is 799 US dollars, which um, oh. <laughs> ain't cheap. It ain't cheap, sunshine. Oh, okay, I just went on the Apple actual homepage, and there's just a picture of the big news happening. Um, <laughs> also uh, announced for Apple Watch, which uh, I won't go into too, detail, too much detail, there's a couple of new nike straps and two new hermes straps which are very expensive and i don't even want to look at the price off because i will cry <laughs> um, okay next product really announced was airpods pro 2 the only update to the airpods lineup this year it has the h2 headphone chip um it has a low distortion driver with a custom amplifier spatial audio which is personalized with ios 16 which uses the front um camera on your phone as well as the IR dot projector used for face ID to basically map your ears and try and reconfigure sound that you hear through your AirPods so that it sounds like you're stood in the middle of the band performing on stage. Um, noise cancellation is now apparently two times as effective and transparency mode includes adaptive settings where it will eliminate noises over a certain decibel threshold, which is actually quite useful. Um, it it samples the surrounding audio, or the audio around you, forty eight thousand times a second for noise cancellation. And Oof. there's finally volume control on the touch surfaces. You can scroll up and down with your AirPods. I did see a comment on the um, Apple subreddit of, but the new AirPods Pro look the same as the old ones. So how am I supposed to flex on other people with the? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's also now a speaker in the case um, that you can use if you've dropped the case and you need to find it to play a sound, basically. And the Apple Watch charger can be used to charge the case at long last. And they are 249 US dollars. I do like the fact that Apple don't put like 99p on the end of it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. It was 800 USD for the Apple Watch Ultra, but if you want it from the UK, it's 850 pounds. Ouch. And, of course, it's finally the big announcement of the keynote, the new iPhones. The iPhone 14, which is the base model, is getting a plus model. It's getting a big boy. Same size as a uh, the previous 13 Pro Max. Uh, and the base model iPhone 14 is keeping the notch. It's not getting the pill. Um... It has an all-day battery. A 14 Plus has an over-one-day battery life. They're putting the A15 Bionic in um, in in the phone, which I think is the new one. Is that, or is that the same as my phone? iPhone, please. iPhone 13. Oh, you can't even buy the 13 Pro anymore. Ha-ha, <laughs> get good scrubs. I mean, what? Um... Yep. 
Um, where was I? Oh, yep. Also, an interesting statistic was announced in the part for this. Apparently, in the last year, over three trillion photos were taken on iPhone. In one wow. year. That is a nice. lot of pictures. That is ridiculous. The iPhone 14 base models will have a 12 megapixel main sensor with an f1.5 aperture, which means something that I don't know. I need to learn it, though, because cinematography. Um, this gives the camera a 49% improvement in low light. There is autofocus coming to the front camera, and as well as new image processing in for low light images, and new stabilization, which uses sensor shift technology. Um, US models of the iPhone 14 will not have a SIM tray. They are eSIM only. And you can now set up eSIMs um, on Apple devices without a Wi-Fi connection, which is pretty good. Um, the f iPhone 14 will also have crash detection, like the Apple Watch Series 8. And the, one of the coolest new features, in my opinion, is... Um, satellite pinpoint uh, is the satellite connection you can point the phone directly at a satellite and send out an emergency call or emergency message from anywhere on earth even without um cellular signal which is quite nuts to be honest they beat elon at the game where he was like oh we're gonna put the th we're gonna put um starlink in every phone or whatever whatever he was waffling but um, and they can also you can send SMS via satellite using a special compression algorithm, which they had to use because satellite bandwidth is garbage. And you can get the iPhone 14 for 799 US dollars starting price or 899 US dollars for the plus. And finally, the phone. You said finally three times ago. <laughs> and finally, finally, uh, and and the the final <laughs> device, the final announcement. Finally, 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 just to annoy Burridge. The iPhone 14 Pro. It has the pill that we've been hearing about. And the pill grows. It is what they call a dynamic island. Also available is a new colour. Um, the pill expands into notification bubbles. It can grow in width, length, height, whatever. It can grow in the two dimensions of the screen. Uh, and actually, it looks really clean. Uh, there's a new Pro display on the phone, which has a 2,000 nit peak outdoor brightness and app, an iPhone finally has always on display for the first time ever um, it has a um, a special mode on low power mode which makes the display refresh once per second um, or when it's in always on mode which basically saves a ton of power draw um, and it has the A16 bionic chip which is a 4 nanometer uh, new chip, basically. It's basically the same as the last one, just a new a new number on it. Um, there's a 48 megapixel main sensor on the camera, which under normal shooting will be downscaled to 12 megapixels by grouping pixels into groups of four. Um, but you can take 48 megapixel pro raw images. And there's a, the cinematic mode will now support up to 4K 30, and the phone will have an all-day battery life. Starting at nine hundred ninety-nine US dollars, or one thousand and ninety-nine US dollars for the Pro Max, and we're done. <laughs> 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 oh damn, that was that was a lot of notes. 
Good keynote, though. I would recommend going and watching it if you have the time. But uh, I won't be getting any of those things yet because I am poor. Uh, and that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you've heard, then you can support us over on the forums. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you want to get involved with the community, you can join our Discord or reach out to us on Twitter. Links to all of these and more are available over at BurrageandTom.com. As always, I've been Tom. And I've been Burridge. We're going to go stream now. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>